This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area. And today we have a special guest. We have a up and coming on the rise DJ in the Bay Area. She is, she is an artist. She's a model. She is a walking piece of art. And she is a DJ. This is true. This is all true. <laughs> Driving beats in everyone's souls. She goes by the name of Jada, but her DJ name is... Jada. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. How was your night? My night was amazing. I just got back from a gallery opening. I just met so many amazing people, connects, great yeah. vibes. Whose gallery was it? It was Tyranny Island's gallery. Tyranny Island Galleries. Uh-huh. And actually, she shares that gallery with more vibes worldwide. That's also what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Great company, great vibes, nothing but amazing energy in that building. So you're like the new ambassador? If you, you could say that. You could say that. Okay. But you can't say that, though. It's not official. So you are a DJ, obviously, right? That's yes, why you That's why you're on here. So we're going to talk about your life and shit. What... Uh, brought you out here you're originally from ohio i am i'm from cincinnati ohio born in Mm. cleveland raised in cincinnati gotta shout out both was uh what's the difference between cincinnati and and cleveland when did you what place did you spend most of your time cincinnati so that's i'm a little more familiar with that so i can't really say too much about cleveland rock with it but cincinnati is just the home (laughs) so let's talk about cincinnati okay okay what was that like uh it's different it's not as it's different Mm -hmm. compared to out here which is just what i'm more familiar with now it's not the same at all what made it different um to me oakland is a little bit more inviting there's a lot of opportunity and it's not so selfish people are willing to help or put you on as far as i've experienced (laughs) Were you DJing in Cincinnati? I was not. I was learning. My uncle was teaching me, and he's taught me everything I know about music. But as far as actually DJing, no, I wasn't doing that. And I think that was, like, the problem. Did your uncle raise you? Basically, him and my grandma. Uh, where were your parents at? Um, my mom, she lived in Cleveland. Mm, was not the best part of my life. <clears throat> she was... On a, in a way, gave me up at two, and that's why my grandma was raising me. And mm. um, my uncle is my mom's brother, so that's his mom. So we just lived all together. So she didn't give you up for adoption. She just no, just you. just basically, she wasn't able to because of drugs. She was not able to care for me, and my grandma mm. stepped in. So was she or was she like, like addicted to like crack or something? I honestly, to this day, do not know the specifics. I'm not an idiot, and of course, I can like put two and two together. Mm-hmm. But I'm I don't want to know the specifics at this point because just uh, just some things I'm okay with not knowing, especially about 
like my mother that's very personal like me and her have a close relationship now but it didn't it was not always like that so i'm very weird about it oh yeah 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 my mom is is my homie now for sure you don't have any like resentment nah i did i did a while ago but then new spirit came along and Mm. forgiveness is very important and that's my nigga my mom is for sure my nigga so your uncle raised you with your grandma Mm -hmm. do you have any siblings I do. I have four on my dad's side that I don't really talk to because dad is not really a part of my life either. And I don't know their mom. Mm. So it's very hard to get in contact with them. I've met them maybe on two, three occasions. Mm. But last time I want to say is when I was 12 and I'm 24. Do you so know where at? Cleveland, as far as I know. But then I have three on my mom's side, and I see them way more often. I actually live with them for a point in time. Mm. So, yeah, I'm a little closer to them. And they're still on the East Coast? Yeah, they're in Cincinnati. Are you, like, really close with a certain one? Mm, I would say Richard, just because we're closer in age. We bond a little bit more on music. Like, he's starting to rap and make his own music with his homies, and he'll send it to me. Like, what you think about this? Like, is this good? Is this good? And mm-hmm. that that's a connect right there. So that's, like, probably the strongest bond. But I also have a really strong bond with the youngest one just because she's, she's the baby. She's just going to sit up under you, and yeah. you can't deny that. So what uh, <clears throat> the age, what time period were you in Cincinnati till when? Um, From 2 until 23. Until 23. So you went yeah. to high school. Mm-hmm. Did you go to college out there? No, I went to Kent State, which is about 45, an hour away from Cleveland. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What were you like in high school? I was wild. It was pretty wild. A lot of people, mm, I'm not going to say that. I was pretty wild. What is but wild? What is wild, man? As in, like, I just didn't really care about, like. And commit crimes and shit? No, 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 no. See, now that aspect, I was too scared to get in trouble because of my grandma. She mm. was, she's very. I was raised in a church, so mm-hmm. I, I was, was like scared of God, scared to get in trouble. And then my grandma is just, she's the type to like give you that look mm-hmm. and you just know you need to sit the hell down. Like, what do you know? So I was just scared to ever get caught and have my grandma look at me with disappointment. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So I never did nothing like got in trouble. I would get in trouble in school, get a detention here and there, maybe get suspended if it was some serious shit. But yeah. besides that, I was pretty good. I kept pretty good grades, maybe a C here and there, but wild as in like like sexually i was pretty sheltered as a child Mm -hmm. and i'm not like i don't want to blame my grandma for that because that's honestly why i am the way i am and how well-rounded i think that i am because of how she raised me but i didn't really get to do what most teenagers got to do like going to parties going to their friend's house just randomly like it would always have to be like you need to call me every single second i need to know where you're going if i don't know them you're not going and like that's realistic i get it but you know, some kids just got a different experience. So, so when you when you went to high school, you got a little bit more freedom or something. Slightly, or you started to like rebel. Yeah, but in a way where it's like not too much rebellion because mm-hmm. I still don't want my grandma to know about it. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna still do what I want because I'm in those years. Did boys? <clears throat> did more boys start to show you more attention in high school? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but that really eh, I would say that was a factor, but. I started to get a little bit more confidence. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I got a little bully, like, oh, you're so skinny, all that little crap. But that never really got to me. It was just like once that stopped happening, it's like, oh, that's not 
all that people see. Mm. And I got a little little confidence from that. Did anything bad happen in your little promiscuous years? Um, yeah, there was times where people would take advantage <laughs> of it. Yeah. And in the moment, I'm like, what What are you doing? What's, like, what's, what's this about? But I guess back in that time, I would see why I was looked at like, I would say easy target maybe, but not necessarily. Like certain actions give off certain other actions, but mm. I'm still not going to say that's why stuff happened. You know what I mean? Were you scared to say no to some men? Yeah. For sure, yeah. Do you feel like you were, looking back at it, do you feel like you were forced to have sex with some men? Yeah. There were times where I wanted to say no and didn't, and like it was, I guess it was okay, but then there were some times (laughs) where like I really wanted to say no Mm. and didn't, and it felt horrible, like disgusting. And then there was one time where I actually did stop, and it was like, okay, like, you know, like you're doing too much, you gotta go. Like, I felt like I was getting assaulted in that way. Yeah. Did you tell your, I mean, I'm sure you didn't tell your grandma about these stories. Mm-mm. I told my mom maybe years later, but not in a way where it's like, I'm crying, breaking down. It's just like, I'm mm-hmm. telling you just because like, we're close now. So mm-hmm. like, why not tell you what I went through? Why? I don't want to be the only one to notice. Does she, do you feel like she gave you good advice or was she a good listener? In the time that I told her, No. And there was even times where I would tell her that, like, mm. you weren't fully there. So we, there was even a period, maybe a year, where I didn't talk to my mom. When I moved out here, I was not talking to her. Mm. I called her maybe two months after I lived in SF. And then we talked, and she apologized. Like, we had a whole, like, <sighs> yeah. But there was a time where we just weren't, I couldn't do it no more. Like, I had just been hurt, like. She had gone back on drugs multiple times and that affects me and my siblings. And at this, at a certain point, I'm not even upset for me. Like, I just want you to stop doing this. Mm. So I don't want to be around people who are not willing to change themselves, even if you are my mother. Like, it's just, it is what it is. But stuff like that really held me back. Like, I would be like, no, I'm not going to go do what I want. Like, because I'm sad because my mom won't stop Mm. or like, because my brother is doing this or something like that. And at a certain point, you got to stop letting that affect you. Yes, it's very sad. It's it's not what you want, but that can't be the reason why I'm not doing me. What uh, age were you when you reconnected with your mom? 23, right before my birthday. And what sparked that interaction? Um, Actually, my uncle, because he's the one I moved out here with. He helped me get my own spot and just get connected and just going around the city with him. He randomly was just like, you know, like your mom's been talking to me and like she really misses you. She's she wants to reconnect and mm. and just talking to my uncle and just being in the city and like I'm in a whole new environment. Why not forgive and let go? And I did. And it it's great because me and her are connected now. Like I call her every day. We just talk, laugh, just stupid stuff. And mm. I wanted that while growing up. <clears throat> do you do any drugs? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> A couple. Like what? Um, I smoke weed. Um, I've done ecstasy before, Zans, but that's not regular sh- stuff. I've just mm. done it before. I was like, just to do it. But something I do a little regularly is shrooms. I shrooms? love shrooms. Why do you love shrooms? Because it makes me feel so free. It's it's what I want to do without having to be 
enclosed or like thinking about it. Mm. Like really when I'm on shrooms or even microdosing, I feel like a big ass kid. And it, that takes me back to when I was truly happy, when I didn't have to worry about crap. Mm. And just being that free and listening to music that I love now as an adult, it takes me back to that, but like the nostalgia of now. So mm. just that together and just being with people I love and I'm safe with, that all together is those feelings are like, it's overload of emotions. Yeah. I know a b- bunch of people who do drugs, they do like ecstasy and shit when they go to parties and they do it because it brings out, um, like a characteristic in them that they wish they would show on the regular <laughs> yeah exactly um so like like if you're dancing at a rave or something like i can't have all this energy without taking this pill um, so i'm i don't, I'm, I don't I'm, like I'm not that. saying i do that yeah. but i'm just saying i, I know people who do mm-hmm. that or people who do like, do like cocaine like it, it, it makes them turns them into something that they wish not, they were all the time yeah so do you think when you do shrooms and all these other anything anything else that a part of you you wish you were something that's not there on the regular in a way yes but i think at least for me as i keep doing it everything that i wish that i do while while i'm on shrooms i'm starting to like it's just naturally gravitating in my actual life like i don't have to be high but like that feeling i want to feel that all the time like i want to feel this great i want to feel this happy i want to just feel like like a weighted blanket that's what it that's what it feels like you have this like heavy feeling on you but it's not like oh anxiety or nothing like that it's just it's just a feeling it's a comfort almost yeah even like i did acid actually pretty recently and that was the most amazing experience i've ever had in my life Mm. i did it with Two of my closest friends, we were on a uh, black sand beach in Sausalito and never in that moment would I have just been so engulfed in dirt and sand and just running around like a big kid. But it felt so good. Do you feel like that's a, uh, one of the reasons why people get addicted to drugs? Because that feeling that you just described. Oh, for sure. You think that Absolutely. You, you can never have that feeling unless you take acid. So you're going to continue to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. For sure. But... You have to have a, most people know that you have to have a restraint with it. Acid is not something you can do repeatedly, like mm. day after day or week after week. Or like for me, even with shrooms, you have to prepare and get your mind right and don't just take it thinking, oh, I'm going to be high. Like it's a, it's a mental and it's a experience. You can't just do it and forget about your mental and yourself. Mm. Like I was taught to, set intentions and just and keep good thoughts and vibrate and good positive energy around you and that thing will gravitate towards you and that will make you have a good trip or whatever you need to have whatever you need to see during this trip is what you're going to see like you can't avoid it mm-hmm. so whatever is that's what i said for days on end before i took acid whatever i need to see let me see it just let me experience it because it's obviously what i need and i got exactly what i needed <laughs> What makes you think you won't get addicted cause, uh, to acid or any other drug? Because a lot of people say, oh, I'm not going to get addicted to this. And the next thing you know, they're doing that shit every day. Because I think it's also an intentional mental thing. Like you have to not just be thirsty for that feeling. You have to know there are certain times where you need it and certain times when you don't. Because mm-hmm. it's not, that's the things that's going to make you have a bad trip or make you do something bad. Like you have to know that you can't just, 
chase the feeling you have to thrive and like do stuff regularly for you to feel that mm. like music gives me that feeling or just being around good people and positive energy gives me that feeling like being at that gallery today just made me just sit there like oh, like mm. this is this is something i can be a part of mm. and that feels so good especially with my people so you um when you graduated high school did you go straight to college i did and you went to Kent State? I did. I only did two years, though. Where's Kent State at? It is like 45 minutes from Cleveland, okay. just about up north. Was that your preference to go there? or It was not. No? Um, no. Just my, one of those I just went to wherever I got into? No. Uh, my boyfriend at the time was supposed to go there, and then he ended up not going to college. Uh. So, yeah, I followed love. I was supposed to go to Tennessee State. Okay. Did you get accepted into Tennessee State? I did. Did your boyfriend get accepted into Kent? He did. How come he didn't go? The, he ended up going to Tennessee State, didn't he? No, he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> he, he didn't go anywhere. The obvious thought that comes to mind is we weren't supposed to be together, and mm. I was following him to go to school, and he didn't want that. Mm. And that's just how it worked out. Okay. Did you guys still stay together when you went to Kent? Yeah, for about a year. Then we broke up, didn't talk for a year, then got back together for a year, and then it was over. Was it a toxic relationship? Extremely. Extremely, yeah. How was it toxic? Um, He cheated on me. I cheated back. I found out he cheated. I stayed. <clears throat> like, I just knew we weren't good together. There was... We just weren't good together. There was no motivation for each other. It was literally, we were just comfort. We mm. got along very well. We had connections on music but besides that like he was just i just felt like i was just following him and i i yeah that that's like been a pattern in some of my relationships just forgetting my dreams forgetting what i want to do and just attaching on to them so a lot of women they uh when they're in those type of relationships right they stay in them because they feel like there's nothing better out there or that's one of the reasons and when you went to Kent State, obviously you're around other black men with goals and dreams. You're around educated people. Um, did you realize that, yo, I mean, there's better men oh, for sure. to pick from. I and realized that's, that's that why you, quick. That's why you, uh, that it was time for you to leave. That wasn't necessarily a part of it, but I, I noticed it and I took note. And mm. it just happened naturally once we like, decided yeah we're no good for each other gotta go it was just like okay like there are other people there and kent isn't even where i found like i didn't even date anybody at Kent. it was just like physical stuff mm. so, how long were you at kent two years two 2015 years. to 2017 that's a four-year university yes why did you stop because mentally i had checked out really because at that point my uncle had went to jail and that's like my dad but we had a weird relationship going on like i stopped talking to him or like we just didn't connect like i had school going on i wasn't really i was pretty selfish back then mm. wasn't really thinking about family or anybody else it was just like i got this going on like i'm cool i'm happy and once stuff started to break down i did not know what to do so mm. like my grades slipped i just i really left school but that was the reason why because of my uncle i was just so traumatized about that and just i just had to leave school because i knew i was gonna waste my money and for no reason because i wasn't doing nothing there 
What were you studying? First, it was photojournalism because I wanted to be a photographer, but then I realized that wasn't what I wanted. And then it was visual communication and design, which was more graphic design, which is not what I wanted either. Uh So that was also a part of it. I didn't, I'm not going to keep wasting money and I don't even know what I want to study. Yeah. So you left Kent um, and then what? Went back home. Mm, that was Cincinnati? rough. Yeah. Okay. That was a rough. Back to your grandma's house. Yeah, grandma she was for still a year. Alive back in- oh, grandma's okay. still there. Yes, love my grandma. Um, <laughs> went back to, uh, to my grandma's house, and then my mom had been living um, at the house actually where I grew up in Cincinnati, and she's still there. Um, so I stayed there for a little minute, and that's when I was living with my brothers and sisters again because I had never got to live with them, mm-hmm. and that was rough because I was raised an only child. And now I'm with three kids, my mom and a dog. Like, mm-hmm. this is weird. Like, I I need my own privacy. I need my space. This is mine. This is mine. But I can't really do that. I had to learn that lesson quick, but it didn't stick in my head. Was your grandma ashamed that you left college? I felt like she was. Yeah. And I even said that to her. There wasn't really much of a discussion. So to me, that's approval. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. What, with what I'm trying to do now, it's way, it's what I actually want to do. Because really me going to college and studying journalism, that was for her. I did not want to be a news reporter. I didn't want to be writing articles. I did not want to do that. But mm. I was good at it because I have a, I had a good speaking voice and I know how to, to sit up proper and like make it look good. But I, it's not what I want to do. So now that I'm attempting and I'm actually in my field trying to do stuff that I actually want to do, I think that's going to make her a little bit more proud. Okay. So were you were you working anywhere? Uh, when there? I went back home, mm-hmm. um, I worked at a couple restaurants. Just I was a server. Um, I w- worked at a nursery for um, disabled adults for a while, and I actually really loved that because it was public service work yeah. for me. And yeah, that was probably one of the most meaningful jobs I had was when I went back. But besides that, just restaurant. And that's about it. There's not much of an art scene in Cincinnati that I felt like I could tap into. So I just didn't. Were you in the party scene out there? Yes and no. Like I would attempt to go to a party every now and then, but it's the same scene. It's the same people. It's, it's very exclusive. Mm. So, so you left Cincinnati and came out here with your uncle? Yeah. So how did, how did that happen? And why did it happen? Um, because my uncle, everything I know about music or movies, education, any literature, anything I know from him. Mm. Well, I know a lot of literature and poetry from my grandma, but I'm just giving him a lot of credit because that's really where my drive comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, he is a web designer and so he does freelance work and his job at the time was in San Francisco. And Mm. I had always just talked about, I want to move, I want to do something. And at the time I was dating someone and he asked like, well, like if you got an opportunity to move, would you? And I said, no. And he asked, is it because you're dating someone? Is it because of him? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I don't want to leave. And then we broke up and I called him. I was like, yeah, we broke up. He said, so are you ready to move? I said, yes. The next week he got me a plane ticket. I was here, Mm. literally. So he just, he gave me an opportunity and I was tired of saying no, like, no, I'm good. I don't want to, I'm scared, but 
I just feel like that was my last chance. So when you say he got locked up, was he in prison or just jail? Both. How long was he locked up for? Um, four years, three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. Three and a half years. And then when he got out, he came straight out here? No, he uh, was back in Ohio for a little minute. Um, he actually started going to school for web design and development. Mm. Um, and he actually has his own company, uh, Lux Designs, by the way, um, has his own company and he's just working towards more. And that's what I'm trying to do. So, and I've never really given him the credit for that until I got older and got the opportunity. Like, mm. oh, so this is what I really could be doing. Like, he would talk to me about it, of course, and, and educate me and show me this and show me that. But the fact that I actually got to do it with him, like experience it with him, that was surreal for me. So when you got out here, was that your first time ever being in the Bay Area? Mm-hmm. That was my first time leaving the Midwest ever. And I had been to the South and stuff, but that's different. Um, it's, I love it. I love the Bay. I love it so much. It's just so much of a, I want to say community. That's mm-hmm. how it feels to me. Cause it's not like that back home. Not in, I don't want to make it sound like such a negative thing, but it's just so much more welcoming and opportunity out here. Mm-hmm. I've, I've only been out here since I've been in Oakland since June. And I've got so many more opportunities than I would have ever even thought to get the chance of back in Ohio. Mm. Why do you think that is? Because I'm actually putting myself out there. I feel like I didn't do that back home because I, it just, I got used to it, I guess. Mm. I'm just here every day doing the same thing. Like, unless the opportunity is about to come out at me, what am I going to do? And out here, I actually put the work in and put myself out there, like, Never in a million years would I have asked anybody, like, do you need a DJ? Like, I'm DJing, like, here's here's my information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to, like, be more vocal about my actual talents and wanting to showcase them. Like, um, the other day, I was like, if you need a, uh, I know you sing sometimes. I know you have performances sometimes. If you need a backup singer, if you need a, even a second performer, hit me up. I never would have done that, like, it ever. It's I'm not really so fake shy anymore is what I call it. Yeah. So when uh, did you, when did your love for like music start to happen? That's always been a thing. Yeah. My grandma has always just played oldies and OJs and stylistics and that, that just sat with me. So growing up with my uncle and him playing um, Tupac and just everybody old and, and um, DJ Screw, like just growing me up on like real music that's act like people who's actually doing something mm. that put something in my soul so just growing up on actual good and then my mom she would be playing some hard like real hard shit mm. playing um three six mafia like so i got a lot of different perspectives of music but mm. they all sat with me and what about dj that didn't start until really last year my uncle came home and he knew that I wasn't doing shit with my life and he was basically sick of it and finally was like, here, gave me my first D- uh, controller. Mm. And uh, literally what he did with me is we called it like school. He would meet with me every week. He would give me a lesson on uh, people's music and um, and time frames and who made this mm. and who made this. And then he would come back next week and quiz me and then we would have another lesson and then we would have a DJ lesson. And that would happen for 
couple months straight until um, he moved again. And then he came back and was, or he didn't come back. He just gave me the opportunity to go with him to SF. So just doing that and getting like, it was literally like school. Like I'm, I'm good at school and I like the, the like format of school. I just don't like the idea, I guess. So when he put. You don't like being in the classroom. Yeah. Cause like I need to be interested in what I'm learning. So mm. once he put that in the format, it was like, okay, I, I got this. I could do this. But why DJing though? Why did you ever ask him? Why did you like buy me this to start DJing? Um, no, because I I know my uncle. He got a plan. He's got something working, mm. something brewing. But he also knows that I want to make music. I want to eventually make beats and and sing and be like someone's like ghostwriter. I don't mm. want to be famous. I just want my music to be known. Mm-hmm. So he knows that, and this is a great place to start to get me to actually know how to do it and move my fingers on and like. That's a great start for me. And now that I've actually started to DJ out here, I'm getting in touch with people who are making music and know how to do this and know how to make beats and who can actually connect me and, or teach me. So you write songs? Not necessarily songs. I write poetry. I really just write whatever comes to mind and put it into lyrics later. Like I'll write little snippets, whatever comes to mind, like a random four line and then I'll write something else and then go back and look at it and put it together. Like, oh, that that works, that works, that works. What's your poetry mostly about? Love and life. Like Is it like dark love? No, it's well like that happy shit. No, it's not like <clears throat> you hurt my feelings. It's just like <laughs> this is what happens when two people like just something very not literal. It's very basic i would say as for right now but so it's not the truth why would it not be the truth because it's not that's not how really love is love is dark and it's disappointing i hear that but it's also (laughs) got a loving and positive side to it and love doesn't also just focus on physical relationships have you ever been in love I think I was. How can you write about love if you've never been in love? Because I felt like I was in love and I was very fond and very in depth with this man, but I don't think that that same feeling was there for me. So you've never been in love? Mm, I could say I'm... You would know if you were in love. I'm going to say right now I'm falling in love. But as for before, no. You're falling in love right now. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Mm. Well, I was gonna. I mean, I was. If you would have said I would have been in love, I was gonna ask you: Have you ever been in unconditional love? No. No, I think unconditional love is something that is that takes time. Do you think a man and a woman can be can have unconditional love? Yeah. I don't think so. I think you just have to go through some shit together or really is, understand each other. This is why I say no, right? Okay. A man and a woman can be in love, but unconditional love is something else. Unconditional love is like, is only, can only be with a person and their child. That's unconditional love. You know why? Because you can be in love with the man, right? But you wouldn't hop in front of a bus for this, man. You'll say it, but when it comes down to it, you're not going to hop in front of that bus. You're not going to take a bullet for this, man. But if that's your son or your daughter, 
You would do that you for would do sure, it. no question. That's, un- I feel that's it. unconditional. I love. feel it. I feel it. And that can never happen unless it's with a a child and his mother or a child and his father. Do you agree? I see where you're coming from, but in my, uh, I don't know, because that makes a lot of sense. And it's Would you give your life for this man that you're falling in love with, that you say you're in love with? Um, at this very moment in time, I don't think I would. Would you ever? And tell the truth. You won't. Uh, Down the line, far. I'm actually good. No, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say no. Down <laughs> the line, I'm going to say absolutely. I Not absolutely. If then the opportunity, no, oh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to say no because I'm not positive right now. All right, good. All right. So I win that debate. Okay, you got it. You All right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you say you're an artist as well. Well, well, let's let's skip this artistry. Modeling. When did you start modeling? Um, I actually started <clears throat> modeling, I believe, when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. I want to say twelve or between eight and twelve. I did an American Girl fashion show a long time ago, and then I would I modeled at Kent before. I've done uh like prom fashion shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nothing, mm, no, I modeled. I've modeled because I've had people come and ask me, can I shoot you for this? Can I shoot you for that? Yeah. So I would say, yeah. And I'm actually trying to tap into it a little more because mm. why not? So you enjoy it? I do. I do. I like being in front of the camera, but there has to be structure. Yeah. There has to be a plan. I can't, don't just throw me in there and say, look pretty because that's, that's not modeling. Would you ever do nude modeling? Probably not. Why? That's just not me. I don't, I'm not that fond of my body. I love myself and the way I look, but mm. to put it on camera and to have other people possibly see it, my body's very personal to me. Mm-hmm. At least to, my body's very personal to me. I, I'm, even with what I wear, I barely show skin, barely. So, mm-hmm. and that's not to hide anything and that's not to like close anything off. I'm just comfortable. I just really like to be cozy. That's just it. <clears throat> so you're secure about uh, how your body looks? Yeah. There's, I 100% would, confident? Yeah. I would make changes, of course, or improvements, I would say. Like, there's nothing wrong working out more, getting a little thicker, more meat on my bones. But as oh, I'm so very- you're not, So when I say you're 100% confident, I'm, to me, that means you wouldn't change nothing. That's not what that means. I mean, I'm saying that's why I said to me. Oh, well, to me, I am 100% confident in but my body. But you would change- parts of your body i wouldn't get surgery as right now Uh but i would do don't mind gaining 10 15 pounds just to be a little healthier you don't think you're healthy now i mean i get winded going up the stairs sometimes and i think get winded just a little bit (laughs) so i think getting a little working out a little bit will help regulate that okay have you been trying yeah started doing i've started doing yoga again and actually i think i've my weight hasn't gone down. It's more of like just staying where it is. So I guess that's kind of Have you always good. been this slim? Yeah, always. Actually, probably skinnier. Skinnier? Yeah. I was very small growing up. Very. Uh, okay. Were you ever teased for being slim? Yeah. This one dude told me I... <laughs> he told me one time I'm so skinny that I could dodge raindrops. 
And that that's stuck funny. with, I don't know why that stuck with me. He said that to me in elementary school. Mm. And that's still in my head. Mm. Not as like a, oh my God. It's just like, damn, that was kind of funny. Um, when you look at Instagram, right? Like social media. And when women say they're like models because they like take a picture you know how they, these Instagram girls say they models, but they're not really models. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I think like everyone says they're a model now. I think everyone has. I'm not gonna say everyone. I think people have potential, mm-hmm. but a, there's more to modeling than just being pretty or having a nice body. There's you have to know how to move and and flow with the camera and flow with the photographer and listen and move correctly. Mm-hmm. There's more than to just being cute so i think if you're you're very pretty you you got followers all that that's very much potential but you just got to know what to do with it when you get it why do you think there's not enough well i don't know if you think this but do you think there's a a lot of black representation in the model industry i think there's not a lot that is known because there are many many black models like ebony davis that need to be used more more than kylie jenner or bella hadid like yes they are gorgeous but there are people who can do a little bit better who deserve opportunities as well yeah so i think it does need to be expanded given a little bit more color and not even just not even just black people there are a bunch of different people that deserve opportunities that are more than just the faces you see every day mm. all the time the known names if someone was to hire you for like a shoot right and you found out that the only reason you were hired is just because you were black not because of your your talents how would you feel about that wouldn't feel good about it of course that would be like make me feel like a token character but mm-hmm. i feel like if you're given a certain opportunity you, and you think highly of yourself turn that shit out and don't let that be the only reason show your face and then you might get noticed somewhere else yeah that sucks that that was why you were invited or why you were asked but you gotta pick and choose so you feel like more people should swallow their pride no to get the job i'm not saying that i'm not saying that at all i'm saying you gotta pick and choose Mm -hmm. you just gotta know if this is the right opportunity for you then push that shit to the side and do it but if it's not then keep moving forward and work for another one has that ever happened to you i don't think so i really don't think so because i involve myself in a lot of black spaces to where something like that wouldn't necessarily happen. Mm. But I also don't want to be excluded or only included for that reason. So I don't think that's happened to me yet, but I would feel pretty bad if that were to happen. Mm. Just being realistic, Mm. that would feel pretty bad. What's the one thing you hate about the uh, modeling world? Mm. The one thing it's very daunting. It's all like you have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. I guess. That's starting to open back up a little bit now, but even still on runways, you don't see different people. They all pretty much look the same. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty disappointing. We're about to be in 2022. Like it's okay to see some different people. 
it still does not have to be the same. Yeah. I mean, well, we thought racism mm. was going to go away, but mm. it's we its still highest living. peak right now. It seems yeah. Like. Um, do you have a muse? I'm going to say myself because I'm starting to. So you're, you're narcissistic? No. Oh. I just was in. A, I'm starting to really be confident in myself now. Mm. Instead of hiding my art and just doing it in my room or not telling people that I DJ or that I sing or that I model, like I'm starting to do that now. And that's making me want to, like, <clears throat> learning to love myself through what I'm doing is making me want to, like, do it more. So it, the fact that I'm using myself as, like, my own inspiration it's yeah it's just pushing me more because i'm getting better through that instead of getting cocky with it i'm just i'm getting this confidence and keeping it and just doing what i need to do with it what did you find out about yourself because you said when you moved out here all these all this shit's starting to happen and obviously you're starting to do more and more can you tell me something that you found out about yourself like, oh, I didn't realize I can, like, rock this party with my DJing skills. Or I didn't know I can, like, like book these fucking modeling gigs like that. Um, I didn't realize when you just open your mouth, you can make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Rather than waiting for an opportunity or having someone put you on or put your name out there, if you just hey yo what's up i do this do you need help with that most likely people need help or they can give you someone else mm-hmm. and that's that's a pretty big lesson to me I've, I've been always been the let me wait let me just see what happens like whatever happens happens but i've started to go and get it and that's pretty satisfying when it actually happens knowing that mm-hmm. i pushed myself to do it or even someone else pushed me like gave me the word and just gave me that confidence and now i'm doing what i need to do now do you have a certain uh feel that you enjoy more like you you model the music and then like singing or whatever well, i don't know if you sing but i do i do um i'm gonna say music as a as a whole because mm-hmm. i love djing whenever i hear someone like oh no she did for a mix that that lights a fire in my soul or when I'm listening to music and I'm hearing a new song, like, oh, look, that drums was crazy. Like, oh, my God. Mm. Or even being in a studio with someone, that is that to me is like someone trusting me to be in this space where there's, there's raw music being played. Like, that is very inspiring. Mm. I've grown up singing in the church, so that puts a soul or fire in my soul, just hearing people sing or um, my thing is harmonies. I love to hit a harmony. If someone's mm. singing something, I'm gonna hit the off the off key. But it it just sounds so beautiful. Like music, any type of music, even just instruments, jazz, instrumental, like anything. It's it's calming. It's a it's just calming. It just feels yeah. so good. So music is the one for sure. Do you think um, uh, music is like one of the most important things that you can give, like one of the most important gifts you can give to another human being, the power of a song. I think so. I would say, yeah. Cause even in 
moments where like my friend will send me a song when i listen to it it's like i know exactly why they sent me that song Mm -hmm. like there's a either a message in this song or or it's a joke that only i would get or or we cried together at this song or you think that this song is gonna help me get through something like that's that's very powerful very powerful what's the last song that you that made you cry um dang what was it i think it's called lens by tor it's just um it's like electronic but Mm -hmm. it sounds it sounds crazy so it i don't it's not necessarily a sad song but it just sounds so beautiful it's like how did they do that oh my goodness yeah on something like that that made you cry because it's beautiful yes it's not like it's not it's just like it's it's got a flow to it and there's there's crazy shit going on in the song. Like there's a bunch of, but it's in a way where like, there's also a in the back of the song that makes you like, Oh, this is crazy. Did it bring up something inside you to make you cry? Cause I know like you just heard it. You just it had to bring up something in your, no, to me, if a song is beautiful, it's beautiful as it doesn't have to evoke emotion or make me sad or happy is if it sounds pretty, if it hits my ears, I, it just hits my ears. Like if I listen to a song and my heart gets heavy, mm-hmm. it's not a sad feeling. It's just like, oh wow, that was very beautiful. Are you an emotional person? Yeah, I try not to be, but I'm a big sap. I'm Do a big you baby. think that will be a negative in the industry that you're trying to climb into? Yeah, in a way, I need to. Well, not I need to, but. You just got to keep that guard up is in a way mm-hmm. don't look too vulnerable and don't don't get played. You just got to know what's going on for real. So, yeah, in a way. Yeah. Do you have a poem that you want to recite? I don't No. Oh, my God. I'm a little I'm a little private about my writing <laughs> at this moment. We're not there yet. But if you want to hear a mix, you can go to my uh, Apple Music Jada uh-huh. Michelle with three L's. Okay. The link is on my IG underscore D dot Jada. So um, what do you want to accomplish in the next, in the next couple of years? Give me a short term goal, which is in the next year. And give me a long term goal, which is in the next five years. Short term. Mm-hmm. I want to have started making beats long term um nope i'm gonna switch that short term i want to get connected and get more known get my name out there not just djing not just modeling like i do i do a whole lot i and i want to get known that i'm very flexible and i want to be in that industry i want to do everything so just getting known and putting my name out there is a little bit of a short-term goal and long term I'm going to say I want to start making music. I want to make at least 20, 50 beats mm-hmm. within within the upcoming years. But I want to get more in the studio. Like, I want to have my own studio. So that's, I'm going to say that's that's my long-term. And your long-term goal, um, how do you feel you're going to accomplish that? You say, how do I feel I'm going to do that? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I got to grind a little bit more and I have to be more strict with myself. I tend to set goals and then get there a little further because I'm, I'm not strict with myself. I'll let myself slip a little bit. I'll give myself lazy days or too many lazy days. And mm. sometimes those are necessary, but I still got to stick to my, to my schedule, my goals. Mm. I tend to let that slip a little too much. And I need, if I keep on track with that, I'll, I would have been a little bit further now even, but now that I know that I need to keep it going and step it up. Mm. Are you working on anything right now? I am actually lately I've been making playlists for um, my set list that I do at the bar that I DJ at. Mm. So I'll make my set list and then turn that into a playlist. So for people who can't come out and hear me, it's a, it's in playlist form. So the next one I'm working on is a little bit more aggressive music. Cause my first two were, it was called hella vibey and uh, side to side, basically music that just make you want to rock side to side, two step, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what was in there. So this next one is going to be called Fuck You Say. So mm-hmm. you're going to have a little a little bit of aggression, a little bit of rage. For example, Rico Nasty, Chief Keef, something okay. like that. So that's what I'm working on now, that next set list. And writing more lyrics. I'm starting to take my journal with me everywhere because I get thoughts randomly. And rather than writing it in my head I or typing it in my phone, I mm. really like writing stuff down. Like moving a pen, it feels so good. Mm. So I'm st- I want to do that a lot more. Because okay. even now, like I'm just getting thoughts. All right. All right, so <clears throat> this, is a, this is a time where you can promote yourself, basically. I mean, you already did, but... You want to give out your like social media handles, tell the people where you DJ at, and anything else you want to promote. Okay, I'm gonna shout out my Instagram that is underscore d dot j a d a. That's d jada, not dj jada. It's d jada. Um, Twitter is I don't want to shout that out. We're just gonna do Instagram. That's all we gonna do. Um, Apple Music is going to be Jada Michelle with three L's. You could also go to my Instagram to get those links. Um, I would like to shout out More Vibes Worldwide because they're lit. Great vibes. More vibes all the time. You need those. And I also want to shout out Tyranny Allen. Who was that? The owner of the gallery where, (laughs) where More Vibes Worldwide is held. All right. All right. Well, everyone... I want to thank uh, Jada for coming on Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to get to know you and know your journey. Um, yeah, I hope I hope the best for you. I mean, I hope everything that you are wishing comes in fruition in the next couple of years. I can see it. Um, I can see your drive. It takes a lot to pack up and just leave one place with no, with no plan yeah. and just fall into somewhere and then make a life in which you did in the Bay Area and you already have a lot of connections. So I feel like uh, when people see that in you, like things start, they want to help out. That's one of the reasons why I invited you on the show because I saw it and I wanted to do my part in like people listen to this worldwide. So they're going to, they're going to hear it. So, you know, no, you, might, I appreciate you, you, that. you never know who would like hop into your DM or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever opportunity. I appreciate you it might for get. sure. So, yeah, thank you. Thank um, you. This was, any last words? Um, follow me. Love y'all so much. Spread love. 
keep the positivity. We don't need no more negativity in this world. We don't need it. Please just be happy and positive. That's all, all I got to say. All right. We are out. You. Whoop.